Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me as always is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And this week, fuck. Yeah. But we'll get there. So first and foremost, <laughs> how are you doing this week, my brother? Doing alright, not too bad. Like, you know, same shit, different week, especially with this COVID thing going on. Had yeah. Had one of the guys that I work directly with at work come up positive which is always fun um yeah so but only got i think like 14 business days left of work before we go on winter break so three weeks that'll go by in a flash man yeah it'll go by it'll go by quick and then we can uh then i can really dive into uh some gaming yeah for sure and uh that is one of the first things i wanted to touch on is what we've been playing other than the uh the the you know the game for the week which is cuphead for anybody who uh didn't catch the title of the episode (laughs) but um i know you probably haven't been playing much uh but we'll get to what you have been playing in a second yeah i i was uh playing a bunch of world of warcraft this week along with cuphead um i've been trying to run some mythics with my frost mage to get it geared up uh i made a mage on flatus's server and joined their guild with him and Susan and all those mm-hmm. good good fine people over there at Maelstrom Radio. So that's been fun. You know, I'm going to level on there and uh, run some stuff with them, hopefully, eventually. Yeah. And then uh, I told you told me that you were thinking about getting into an MMO. Yeah. And I gave you a choice of, like, knowing uh, c- kind of how you are as far as wanting to be able to skip bullshit get to action all that type of stuff i gave you like two choices of free mmos that i knew of and it was well that your computer could run yeah was guild wars 2 and Terra. yeah and you told me that you wanted to check out guild wars 2 so we did that and uh, you and i both got the expansions and all all that jazz and we were able to you know get in do use the 80 boost to get a mount and uh, get a little bit of a head start on, really on one of the characters. So on one of the characters, I know on my second character, I'm doing like the slow play. Like, oh yeah, yeah I yeah. think and, uh, and I used the boost character specifically to just go ahead and get a mount. Yeah, and then I just because I, I and then I want to play through on my other characters because I want to learn the mechanics and learn the areas. Yeah, and, you know, kind of get the lay of the land because j- take jumping into end game of an MMO. That is just not a good idea, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are people who do it and love it, but I just yeah, it's not a good idea. In my I get opinion. it. I get it. I love the. I so far, I really love the game. It's gorgeous, animation wise. Like I was not expecting it to be that pretty, but yeah, it looks really good on my PC yeah. too. And like, then uh, so far, the the two different classes that I've built, they're they're really fun. Like my thief, uh, sprinkles surprise. She she's really fun. She's really fun to play. And then uh, the guardian that I just put the the little level eighty boost on, Brianna Poptarth. She's uh she's a beast too. But yeah, it's it's definitely fun. I can't wait to actually get into break so that we can really dive into like the story mode, like the storyline of that game, and get going. Yeah, It'll be cool to dive more into it. Uh, I found a podcast. I'll give them a quick shout out. It's called the Lightbringers Podcast. It's about Guild Wars Two. Oh, fine. And uh, I've been listening to that today, and they they talk about some lore and different you know gaming stuff. Yeah. So it's 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 been pretty informational, and I, I 
it's, it's been nice. It's been nice. It's been a good accompaniment to me sitting here playing. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, I'm sure there was some gaming news this week, uh, but with all the other news going on in the world, uh, in our country, I didn't really pay attention to much gaming I news. I just saw, what was it? Is it Mass Effect? Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. doing a remastered they're, Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah, they're doing a remastered Mass Effect trilogy, and they announced a future Mass Effect game. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I know that that uh, that made my buddy Dustin cream his jeans, because he is all about that series. Cream he, his jeans. There cream we go. his jeans. Yeah, straight up. Like cream corn, just yeah. flush. Gross. He, if it's that fucking <laughs> chunky, he may want to go see a doctor. I got the clap. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Chunky cream corn cum. Yeah. God. Uh. <laughs> that's a th- that's that's a fucking thought right there. Uh, that's a hardcore punk band name. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, your wonderful lady, Miss Corinne, sent me or told us about a uh, a punk band right before we went live called was it Cow- Cowabunga Pizza Time? Yeah, Cowabunga Pizza Time. Or Cowabunga Pizza Part. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah, dude, they're hella catchy. I'm not gonna lie. They're all I haven't listened to it yet. Ninja I haven't Turtles. listened to it yet, but I'm gonna put it on Spotify at work tomorrow. Yeah, and listen to that The song that, that I listened to was was called uh, My Arcade. I think yeah. is what it was called. It was it was catchy. It's like great. It. They they're going along with the whole thing. Like the the first one, I think is just like a self titled album, and then the second album is a play on the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, The Secret of the Ooze. The second title, or the second album is Secret of the Booze. Secret of the Booze. Yeah. So I'm going to check them out. It's not the first, like, Ninja Turtles-themed, like, albums that I've seen before. I know Horse the Band did the uh, pizza, the pizza EP, and they Holy fuck, covered... They covered. I haven't thought of that, that. band in for so oh, yeah. long. I love Horse the Band. I still, I still bop to them at work every now and then. Jesus Christ! I seriously haven't thought of that band in like eight years at least. Horse the Band. Wow. Good old, good old Nintendo Core. Right. But, but speaking of uh, Secrets of the Booze, I am actually drinking booze for like the first time in forever. Um, oh yeah. I'm not normally a drinker. Uh, you know, if anybody who knows me and I mean, whether you're on the, like, know me on the internet or anything, I'm a pothead through yeah. and through. Like, Same. I just, I, pr- I prefer smoking weed. It's just, it, you know, I don't like hang. I had plenty of hangovers before I turned 21 to the point that once it was legal, I was like, man, eh, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I, I went but, through like my alcoholic phase when I was in the Navy, but I prefer other methods and, but, uh, but I, I occasionally have a beer like this one. What you sipping on? This one is uh, the Jack's Abbey Shipping Out of Boston Amber Lager. Nice. Yes, I know that you like you like the the lighter the lighter beers. I've got like the darkest of dark, Dragon's Milk. Ah, uh, yeah. Eleven percent. percent. Corinne likes the dark beers. I I prefer I prefer the stale cardboard flowery IPAs. You know. God, you and fucking I. You know, I would love love to, IPAs. Uh, I would love to have you try the uh, Broken Skull IPA and see what you think of it. I've had it. It's really good. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot you live somewhere where things are accessible. Oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> love Wegmans. Down here in the sticks, I can't find that kind of shit. Love Wegmans <laughs> and the create-your-own six-pack out of the single bottles and cans they just throw in the cooler. Yeah, yeah, that place was really cool. I liked the uh, 
the whole refrigerator that we walked in that was just full of beer and kegs and stuff. It was like, oh, this is what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I never did take you up to uh, Beers of the World in Rochester. It's literally an old grocery store that this business took over and it's just shelves upon shelves upon shelves of beer and each different aisle is a different country with just beers imported from that country there's like a germany aisle an italy aisle a france aisle like uh thailand uh singapore japan china like literally just beers from everywhere yeah and then like (laughs) one good section of it too is all home brewing home brewing dedicated so they got all of the things needed to go and start your own small batch craft beer at the house that's what's up i actually know a guy uh his name is dallas and he started brewing his own beer and stuff and now i think he works for um his name's dallas but he's from chicago (laughs) he's a reno he works he works for Swamphead. yeah i think that's cool Swamphead. Swamphead does some good stuff I remember that. Dude, their, their fucking Midnight Oil is still my favorite. Yeah, beer. I know, I know. You really love that one. You, we, God, it's so good. You used to get that all the time when we go out to Paisano's. Yes, sir. Oatmeal coffee stout. Give it to me all day. Yeah. Like, I will drink that all day. I am yeah. not a drinker, but yeah, that stuff's delicious. Yeah. And speaking of things that you drink in cups, our game this week was Cuphead. God, yeah. that was a terrible segue. But, it, you know. it was. It was, but it worked. <laughs> it worked. Like... This well, this was, a, this was uh, a double fuck for both of us because reading about how legendarily hard this game is and watching you play it on Discord, I can see where the fuck from your end comes from. The yeah. fuck on my end came from every time I tried to load up the game, it would crash on startup. I couldn't get the fucking game to work. And, and it was right. the weirdest thing. Like, the version that I had sent you didn't work. Yeah. And then I, I even went to Mr. Bay and borrowed it from him mm-hmm. and that that version didn't work for you no nope. it's like it, it would it would load the game would load on your computer and it would like hang in the very first cinematic and then just crash yeah and no, no matter what i could think of to try to fix it for you dog i, I couldn't think of anything no nope. so I, I, I i tried google i tried a bunch of like different forums and everything like that and just i don't I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know if it was, like, my virus software or something removing no. just even the smallest file. Like the only, the only thing that I saw online was a guy talking about what that happened to him, mm-hmm. and he just kept loading it and kept loading it, and eventually it started working. Interesting. And I was like, well, that's annoying. <laughs> but I, I'm going to keep an eye out for this game and see if I can't catch it on sale at some point. I know it's probably going to be a while before it goes on sale because this game's still stupid fucking popular. Like... Now, there's a there's a theory behind this game. I'm going to bring it up first and foremost that uh, of what is inside Cuphead Mugman, yeah, and like their Grandpa Tea Kettle, and there's this whole thing that they are moonshine runners. So it's moonshine that are inside of them. Yeah, that's a it's like this the fan conspiracy type that's, thing. And I'd like that. That's kind of a believable theory. I would go with like moonshine, or I would just go with alcohol of some sort because it's based on that. The animation style of this is based on the cartoons from that like prohibition era, like the the 20s, 30s, early 40s. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, so. uh, and. Another another thing I want to touch on before I start reading this Wikipedia stuff and getting into some other things about the game is that I don't know why this was in the platforming section on Steam when I when I set up our categories because there are maybe three or four platforming levels in this game maybe mm-hmm. five that I that I saw at least the, the rest of them it's all just 
it's it's running gun. It's shooting. Yeah. It's like co- contra style almost. Yeah. It's so, it's uh, like a, uh, it's like a combination of running gun and platformer because there were a, sub, a couple levels I watched you play that were definitely multiple levels. Like you definitely had to platform around. But yeah, you, it you is it is it is a run and gun. It's very similar to say like Mega Man, Metroid, one of those old things where it's multiple levels but run and gun at the same time. Like, yeah, I know that uh, you watched me on the the one quote unquote platforming level where I had to parry and it would switch gravity and I would switch to the roof. And uh, you you watched oh. me very quickly say fuck I don't need coins that bad and yep. skip that fucking level. Yeah, no, I probably would have did the same. Like as soon as I saw that you had like, it, there was like at one point it would have been like almost impossible because you had both the top and bottom portions of the level with enemies right fucking there. There was like no, unless you could find some way to hover in between them, it was fucking impossible. Like Yeah, I could not figure it out. Except maybe like if you were to dash over the cars, but I don't even know if your dash goes that far. Right. F- I could I couldn't figure it out. So I was just like, you know what, fuck this. Uh which I said a lot playing this game. But mm-hmm. before we get in before we get into how I feel about it, Cuphead is a 2017 run-and-gun video game developed and published by Studio MDHR. The game was inspired by the rubber hose style of animation used in the cartoons of the 1930s, such as the work of Fleischer Studios and Walt Disney Animation Studios, and sought to emulate their subversive and surrealist qualities. Cuphead features one or two players taking the control of the animated characters, Cuphead, and his brother Mugman, to fight through several levels that culminate in boss fights in order to repay their debt to the devil. The game was praised for its art style and noted that for its challenging difficulty, and it was both a critical and commercial success, winning several awards and selling six mi- over six million copies within three years. Yeah. Uh, and there is an animated series based on the game in production by Netflix. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I know the... Uh, th- I was reading up about the animated series, and they're not going to go full all out with like the old pen and paper animation style, but they are going to go old school and use hand-drawn animation and movement. Nice. So they're... It's going to be a, like, novel throwback, but it's not going to be, like, an archaic throwback. Um, One other thing I'm going to do right now is read the plot. And that is because uh, when I played this game, I skipped the plot um, because I didn't think there really was a plot. I was wrong. Ooh, I didn't mean to hit my microphone there. Sorry for the listeners. Um, So the plot is, on the fictional Inkwell Isles, Cuphead and his brother Mugman are two fun-loving cups who live under the watchful eye of Elder Kettle. Against the Elder's warnings, the brothers enter the Devil's Casino and begin playing craps. When they go on a winning streak, the Devil himself offers to raise the stakes. If Cuphead and Mugman can win one more roll, they will receive all the money in the casino. If not, the Devil will take their souls. No, brutal. Cuphead loses by rolling snake eyes, and he and Mugman beg for mercy. The devil makes a deal with them. If the two can collect a soul contract from each of his runaway soul debtors, by midnight the next day, he might let them keep theirs. They visit Elder Kettle, who gives them a potion that allows them to fire blast from their fingers to aid in their quest, but also warns to them that the debtors may change physical form in an effort to stop them. And then from there, you have to travel around fighting all the bosses and from that is where the basically the game begins yeah that's a brutal storyline like it immediately made me think man if they do an animated version of this cuphead and mugman should be voiced by jack black and kyle cast 
because yeah. they've dealt with the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who they're going to go in what direction for, like, casting-wise. I know they're really aiming at the younger children's demographics as far as the show. They're going to include course, some subtle adult humor, but they're, they're going to go, I guess, more the child-friendly route. Probably, like, the Y7 rating, which, it makes sense. There's some really good stuff, content, that's Y7 on, on Netflix, but... Well, uh, the the first boss that you run into is the root pack. Now, I, now I thought the game was working for you at this point, so I blew through all these first bosses, and you didn't get to see any of them. No, I didn't. So that's my apologies. I, but, I uh, probably wouldn't have been able to see them anyway. You know, with uh, work going on Monday through Friday, and the children, yeah, and everything like that. But true enough. I'm definitely yeah. once I can get this game to work, or I eventually pick up this game, I'm going to play through it again. Maybe on a future episode, I can talk about my playthrough and frustrations with the game. But yeah, well, yeah, we can always come back to it because yeah. I didn't beat it. Yeah, That's a spoil, spoiler for the rest of the episode. I did not beat this game. Yeah, but you, you let let me and let all our listeners know of your building frustration through this game. <laughs> yeah, so the the root pack wasn't so bad. Um, it's the first fight you come into, and I think uh, you fight like an onion, a carrot, and something else. I don't remember what the other third. There's three of them though, and it's not a hard fight. It's kind of just introducing you to being, making you dodge stuff as it's coming at you. Mm. Not so hard. Yeah. But you beat them, and then you unlock um, Ribby and Croaks, and then on the way to Ribby and Croaks, now I did Ribby and Croaks next. Um, I did not do these in the same order, but this this list I'm looking at has them. So from there, I went to Ribby and Croaks. Now, there's an Easter egg um, with Ribby and Croaks. Um, so their attire, one of them is wearing a white gi with a red belt, and the other one is wearing a red gi, right? So is it, it, were like, is it a Street Fighter Easter egg? It is, because people are like, their their beginning stances, looks they look familiar, and it's because they're supposed to be Ryu and Ken, like, based on them. Even, even in the background and the level, there are, like, people watching, like, the old Street Fighter games. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. So, you have to take them on. That was the first fight that I died, like, four or five times, and, but I finally got through it. Um, I cannot stress enough how beautiful the animation in this game is oh yeah no i can agree with you on that watching you play this on the discord server like the animation was phenomenal absolutely absolutely phenomenal like like i am incredible like i'm like wow like it, it is going to i feel like it'll live on for longer than most games because this animation is going to age better than polygons and things that are out now you know absolutely absolutely and like you you look at the wikipedia page and everything like this this game won so many different awards for its animation and i can see why like it was incredible and the the play mechanics of watching you play it it was so smooth too like they and I don't know. There were no, no was was this game hand drawn, or was this all like digitally created to look like that? Like, because if it was hand drawn, God bless these creators. Like that must have took some fucking time in development. The animation techniques behind Cuphead are similar to those of the 1930s cartoons. Uh, Chad Moldenhauer, who had previously worked in graphic design, hand drew the animations and painted the backgrounds using watercolors, oh colorized them in Photoshop. The gameplay runs at a frame rate of 60. So yeah, yeah, they hand drew everything. Oh my god, that must have took for fucking ever, <laughs> forever. It, but, you, but that 
you that comes through though. It does. Like, it really does. Everything in this game has like just that little that little hand touch to it that mm-hmm. just is not there in computer generated stuff. It's yeah. just it's it's very good. Um after you beat Ruby and Cro- Ruby and Croaks, I almost wanted to say Cloaks, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Ruby and Croaks. Uh, I then moved on to Goupe Le Grand. Goupe Le Grand. <laughs> or Le Grande or whatever. I don't know. Goupe Le Grande. Um, and he's just a big blue ball thing that you have to fight. And then, like, his his like he has three phases, right? And in yeah. his third phase, he turns into a giant, uh, like, headstone. Like, R.I.P. headstone, right? Yeah. But he's on, like, there's a picture of him on the gravestone itself, and he looks just like a slime from Dragon Quest. Probably another Easter egg. Yeah, it was a little ode to Dragon Quest in there. And there's also, there's a there's an ode to Final Fantasy, but we'll get to that later. Um, once you beat Goupy Le Grand, um, I think he took me two or three tries. He wasn't so hard. Um, you get to the first level that was the first level that made me, all right, I'm going to take a break for an hour. And it, it was called Hilda Berg. And... It is a flying level. You are in a plane, and it's more like a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah. <clears throat> and the level is called Threatening Zeppelin. And uh, I, I had to, I won't, I'll, full disclosure, I beat this boss on simple mode. I could not do it on regular mode. I, fucking A, I am so bad at side-scrolling shooters, and this was no exception. Yeah. <laughs> this was no exception. It took me forever. Uh, and after that was the fight that I thought I was going to quit on and at right off rip, I thought I was like, all right, well, this is where the game ends for me. The end of <laughs> world one is called Cagney carnation. And it's this fucking stupid sunflower motherfucker. And there's like these three floating mushroom things that you can jump on. And I would get, so whenever you, whenever you're, you die, it gives you a, a like a run, a race line. Yeah, how far you've gotten in the race, and I would always die. And you watch this happen. I I said something about this. Like, (laughs) what a way to really piss off the player, knowing that this game is stupid fucking hard to begin with, but at the end of every death, they're going to show you just how close to the end you were. Like, that's so fucking infuriating. It's infuriating, but also I feel like it helps because it's like, all right, if I can get back to that point, then I know I only have this much further to go. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it kind of gives you a, a gauge point to, to judge from, but this fight, I, I ended up quitting, uh, for the night and I logged into world of Warcraft and played that for the rest of the night. And the next day I came back to this Cagney carnation and finally beat it. Yeah. But it just, it had, it was like, you're jumping and you're shooting at it and it's, throwing seeds at you it's shooting out these things that throw seeds into the ground that spit out these little things that fly at you there's another thing floating in the sky that's trying to drop stuff on you 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 made this comment watching me play you were like this game is busy there is a lot of shit going it is it is (laughs) i know i was watching you play one level and you had something coming from the front you had something coming from the front from like an angle and then you had something coming from directly over top with something that would come from behind you as well. And sometimes all four of them would come at the same time. Like, this game, from what I noticed you playing, is all about timing. And they really make you focus on that with their attacks, like the way the enemy comes at you. Like, if you don't have your timing down perfectly, you're fucked. You're fucked. And and honestly, if you don't learn how to parry... If you don't yeah. learn how to jump into those things that are pink, because anything that's pink, basically you can jump at it and then hit A again, and you will like parry off of it, mm-hmm. and it gives you 
a super. So it gives you a piece of super move. And if you do not learn how to do that and take advantage of that, this game's going to kick the, your dick in the dirt. Yeah. Like you saw me um, jumping forward a little bit to, on the, the grim matchstick, the, the dragon, when I was yeah. fighting the dragon. You were like, why do you keep jumping into those pink rings? And I'm like, oh, yeah, and that's when I explained that to you. But I was having to do that so I could keep hitting him with the fucking things. Yeah. And it was what ended up saving me was the the the, the shooting power that it's like a homing bullet. So mm-hmm. I, could, I could be jumping the opposite direction of the enemy but still holding the shoot button and it would loop around and go back and hit them. And that's the only way I beat Beppy the Clown, which fuck Beppy the Clown. That's the only way I beat Grim Matchstick. Um, I got to, I got past Island 1, you go into the King Dice place, and he's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, go on, go. So, you, you head to the second island, and, uh, the, the first place, the first one you fight is Baroness Von Bon Bon. There you go, that's a name for you for Guild Wars. <laughs> Baroness yeah, Bon Bon I, I, Bon. <laughs> I'm still really enjoying Brienne of Pop-Tarth. <laughs> I think that's a um, good one. And she is like one of three that are initially available on this site. Yeah. On on this site, wow, on on Island Two, and she is a pain in the ass. It it wasn't the hardest fight that I had done so like up to this point, but it took me a good five or six tries to get past her. Um, Jimmy, which they have a D at the beginning, to Jimmy, like j- uh, gent. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy the Great, and uh, he's a genie, and. He was a bit of a pain in my ass because this is another flying level yeah. side scroller, and it took me forever. And then I moved on to Beppy the Clown, which was no fucking easier, even though that wasn't a. Which flying one level. was that? Was that the the like the carnival one where the dude in the fucking yeah. bumper car? Yeah, I watched yeah. you play that one, and that one was a fucking bitch. Yeah, I think that was the one that you were like, dude, there's shit coming at you from all directions. Yep, that one, and then the <laughs> other level that I saw you that was super fucking busy was the uh, pirate ship with the Bluto-looking motherfucker. Oh, you, yeah. That's, you had the, that's... The, the shark that would come from like behind you, the squid that was actually literally throwing ink at you, the f- ship spitting out cannonballs, Bluto throwing shit at you from the, the deck of the ship, and then the fucking like treasure chest on the fucking crane dropping down at your ass from the top like so funny story that's the last level i beat yeah Bluto, the bluto his name is captain briny beard briny beard yeah and he's totally based on bluto it, it's like totally it is fucking bluto like um and the, i will tell you about some of the bosses that are on island three that i did not get to and we'll touch on stuff that i didn't get to but um rumor honey bottoms you saw me attempt that level it was the b level oh that one looks so fucking hard <laughs> i was like fuck this I'll come yeah back no i saw you 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 gave it one go it died in like 30 seconds and you're like yeah no <laughs> we'll, we'll we're gonna go we're gonna go run around for a minute i need a break <laughs> yeah. yeah you 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 had gotten up and come back you're like what are you doing i'm just like running around to cool off yeah <laughs> that, that, that will piss me off yeah, and you would only give it at one play, <laughs> like. And then there's a uh, another side-scrolling flyer level that I'm glad I never got to. It's Cala Maria, and she is a, like a squid that shoots what looks like pufferfish at you. Nice. And ghosts with swords and pirate stuff. Um, then there's Doctor Kyle's robot. And you have to fight a robot. Um, there's Werner Werner Vermin. Um, it looks like a can of soup. From what I'm looking at, if I'm being honest with you, yes. Look, I, I fucking love like this game. I haven't even played it yet, and just everything that I've like learned, everything that I've seen, looking up stuff about this game, is like I know when I do finally get to play it, 
I'm probably going to love it, even though it's so frustratingly hard. <laughs> um, after that, it says it unlocks Sally Stage Play, which looks like an interesting level. Um, but the, the, the final level before you start getting into the real shit at the end is the Phantom Express. And that is a straight-up homage to Final Fantasy VI. There is a battle with a ghost train. And it was big in the time because... As you're fighting, the background was moving like you were on a train and stuff. So like, people thought that was really memorable. So they modeled this level after that. Yeah, that's cool. I thought cool. that was really, really that's cool. That's cool. I know you were telling me about the, um, the f- like one of the final bosses and how difficult that level is because you have to go through what, like seven or nine? Uh, yeah, I was just about to get into that. Is yeah. that uh, when you want to fight King Dice, you have to fight nine mini bosses. Oh. Brutal, and it's it's like it's in a row too, right? It's not like Uh, you have like nine different mini bosses on like the same island that you have to go to first. It's like nine mini bosses, then King Dice. Like that's what it seems like, but I'm not sure. It might just be that you have to beat all these. I'm not. I don't know. I didn't get there yet. We'll get to it eventually. Um, The first ones up in that is Tipsy. The Tipsy take two. The Tipsy Troop. And it is a flask, a glass, and a martini. Um, oh. and, then, and then the next one is Chips Beddington. He's a stack of chips. That is a great fucking name, <laughs> remembering that for a future MMO. <laughs> There's You have to find a bag named Mr. Wheezy. <laughs> Paper bag. <laughs> oh, because you got to fucking, when you're yeah. hyperventilating. Oh, my God, this is fucking great. Like, <laughs> this is great. Um, Pippin Dot. Uh, that one just looks like a Domino's thing to me. I don't know. Uh, Hopus, Hopus Pocus, Hopus Pocus. It's a rabbit that does magician stuff. Uh, Fear Lap <sighs> looks like a skeleton dealer. Oh my god, this is uh, this is perfect. <laughs> like pu- it really pu- is. Pirouetta, uh, Mango Steen looks like an eight ball. Mister Chimes is a monkey. One of those. At the final, the final two people that you fight in the game are King Dice and then the, the Devil himself. Ah ah ah. And I saw those two in a cutscene, and fantastic animation, fantastic design on the creators' parts. Like, I I couldn't imagine them any other way if we were actually like watching a 1930s Nickelodeon cartoon. Like, right? <laughs> it's they really did their research and everything on the animation style for that time era, and really hit it hard on this game for sure oh yeah absolutely i uh i reached out to tyler and dave from tadpog and yeah. asked them to if they wanted to write a little blurb or anything because uh they have covered this before and i remembered that dave really liked it so this is what uh dave had to say about cuphead he said quote cuphead is a true love letter to classic animation and includes nods to studios that have entertained us for generations seeing bosses that harken back to villains from fleischer's superman and more obvious references to shows such as tom and jerry is a delight for fans of classic animation the lively animation was hand drawn and the era appropriate music was recorded live both factors that make this game feel like you're playing a cartoon cuphead's notorious nintendo hard difficulty is not only appropriate for keeping true to its run-and-gun roots a la Contra and Gunstar Heroes, but is also completely justifiable in the world we live in, where many equate a game's value to the amount of time it keeps them entertained. Cuphead was my personal 2017 game of the year, and I would play it again, and again, 11 Faustian Rebellions out of 10. 
that's perfect. And I love <laughs> that he categorized it as Nintendo hard. When I'm at yeah. work, because I work at a university, and I, it, I feel old there. When I'm talking about video games with some of these young kids that I work with, especially some of the student workers that we work with that are only 18, 19 years old, we're talking video games. And I say games that are Nintendo hard. They're like, what? And I'm like, old school Nintendo, the <laughs> NES system, shit like that. Those games were ridiculously hard fuck. fucking hard. And there's a reason why people refer to games as Nintendo hard, not just like this was a hard game. Like, yeah. And I think the, the Master System links in there too, but it doesn't come off the tongue as easy. Like Master yeah. System hard is not yeah, as easy to say no. as Nintendo yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like there are yeah, still man, those... there there are still games to this day that I played way back when, in my young thirty thirty three years, like that I have not completed yet. Like Legend of Zelda, never beat it. I think yeah. some of the older Mega, I think the first Mega Man game that I ever beat was Mega Man three, but I couldn't do like any of the other ones. Um, yeah, I, know. I didn't. I, I'm still. I didn't beat the original Mario until I was like twenty twenty eight. Like. <laughs> All uh, all these years later, I'm still chipping away at the original Fantasy Star yeah. for the Master System. Like that game is brutal, and I've been playing it on the Switch, which is the Sega Ages yeah. version, which makes it easier because there's like a little spot that maps out the dungeons and stuff for you yeah. on my Master System. Like if I were to put it on on my Master System, because you know I have it yeah. for that, no mapping. You had to draw that shit yourself yeah. if you wanted maps. And then, it, like, hardcore. what what kills me is we're, we're talking about the difficulty of these games on these old systems. You got shit like uh, another video game pop culture band is a Bit Brigade. And uh, if our listeners have never heard of them, I would definitely look them up. But what this is, this band does covers of the soundtracks from old school video games. And during their live sets, they have the band play the music as a member is playing the video game during their set. I saw them at, in Ybor City at one of the breweries down there. And It's near Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah, in Tampa. Yeah. And this motherfucker beat Castlevania in like 20 minutes, beat one of the Mega Mans in like 20 minutes, and then beat Darkwing Duck in like 25 minutes like <laughs> he's fucking speed running these games and yeah, speed running always fascinates me like i am not that good at yeah game. no he, he's speed running these games and i can't even fathom beating these games on my own like well uh i know tyler tyler did not like the game nearly as much as dave they did he did enjoy it like don't get me wrong i just remember listening to the episode that dave really liked cuphead yeah and uh, tyler had to say uh, just that the game is beyond beautiful, and that, to him, is its bi biggest selling point. It's very difficult, but in a very rewarding way, and uh, Tyler's daughter is obsessed with it, and it has been a great way for them to bond. Yep. And I think that's cool, too, because it, it is a two-player game. Yep. That's what, something we were talking about the last time you were playing it, and I was watching you playing it, is how, even though this game is frustrating... It's like one of those games that you know, like once you get past that frustration and can actually do that level, the 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 that satisfaction, that reward feeling yeah. you get for beating it is bar none. It's going to be I, unlike anything else. Like I feel like my my first true experience with that back in the day was the very first Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, that game is brutal. That one. Hard. Um, what was another game <laughs> back in the day that was really frustrating for me that I was super stoked when I actually finally beat? It? I think it was, was it Glover for the sixty four. 
I think that's God, what it that was. Sounds familiar to me. We, you literally just play as like a glove, like the hamburger helper man. Like, <laughs> oh man, I don't remember. I don't know if I remember that game. To be honest with you, I, I didn't got, have a sixty-four. I'm pulling. Though. I'm pulling up Google and seeing what it was. Yeah, go for it. And, um, uh, I know uh, Tomb Raider had moments back in the day that would frustrate the hell out of me. The original Tomb Raider. And let me tell you something. When that comes up on our list, we have a choice. The original Tomb Raider. Because I have two versions of it on Steam. I have the original version of it. Yeah. And I have the anniversary collection that makes it not tank controls. Yeah. So we'll have the choice of, like, who wants to play the OG one and who wants to play the anniversary. Or we can split those into two. Yeah. And then compare them. And it, it, and it was Glover. It was Glover. Glover? Yeah. And you, I, you, I remember you literally name, play but... as a glove, and the very final boss is literally just like a hand that you have to attack, and it like flicks at you and shit like that. Like it, it was a frustrating. That that was an old school platformer. Like I, I still wish I had my sixty four. God, I love that system so much. Man. There are certain games on the 64 that I really enjoy. There are certain games on that that I think aged like fucking hot milk. Yeah. But I feel that way about the PlayStation as well. So yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, you know, and, uh, but I was a PlayStation kid. Uh, I, I, I had, had a 64. I had but. both, you know, like I had the uh, PlayStation at my mom's and the 64 at my dad's. So I, I had the best okay. I had the best of both worlds growing up. But the sixty four the sixty four was my my <laughs> console of choice and honestly it's still my console of choice. I had so much fun with it. With the, the, the four per, the four person local multiplayer was a huge plus. Like and Yeah. I I still think my all time favorite game is Goldeneye sixty four. I, I could play that shit forever. <sighs> God, that game aged terribly. Bad. I I could play that shit forever. I even went I, through uh, and bought the remastered version that they did for the Wii, where they updated it to be the Daniel Craig Bond instead of the Pierce Brosnan Bond, <laughs> and everything. Like I fucking love it. it. It was so good. I uh yeah yeah I give you that. And and the sixty four had a bunch of rare games that I really enjoyed. No, Conquer, uh, mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie, that kind of stuff. Love Banjo Kazooie. I don't know, but so Cuphead. Uh, I give it 10 out of 10 mugs. Damn. You're giving it a perfect head. And I say that... Well, okay, let me rephrase that. I give the animation 10 out of 10. I would Uh, go with that, too. Gameplay, um, probably a 9. It it plays really smooth. Let's put it this way. This is the perfect run-and-gun shooter to me. Mm -hmm. And it made me... I want to love this game so bad. Mm -hmm. But... It frustrates me. You're not going to get that love feeling until you actually beat it. To the point. Yeah, like I feel like that this could be a an easy 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. If if I can just muster up the fucking courage to sit down and beat the motherfucker. Because yeah. it's like, I, I want to love it so bad, but there is something keeping me from loading it back up. Because I, it's like, dude. I get that. I, I, would, I would get genuinely, genuinely filled with anger. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Just watching you play it, I could sense that frustration, and I wasn't even fucking playing it. Just watching you, and I was like, "Oh God, he was so fucking close." There was what, like three or four times that I watched you, and when that little bar would pop up after you oh, died, and you were literally like, literally the right there at the end, like yeah, like like three more shots would have killed the boss. Yeah. Yep. And what's funny is that the other day, my dad, I walked into the living room. My dad's like, "Hey, man." I'm stuck on this level on Crash Bandicoot. Can you beat it for me? And I was like, sure. I was like, which Crash 1, 2, or 3? Because it's the remastered thing. 
And he's like, uh, crash one. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so I loaded up and he's stuck on Ripperoo. And it took me like half an hour. And my dad finally was like, all right, maybe you need to just wait a little bit. Cool off. I said, no, fuck that. I'm beating this shit right now. <laughs> and I did. Nice. That next fucking game, I beat it. I was like, God damn right. <laughs> it was just one of those things. It's one of those things where it's just like I get to the point where I'm like, no, 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 no. This has to fucking happen. Yeah. I don't care if I have to shit. I'll shit my pants. I have to beat this fucking thing. That's, dedica- that's dedication to your craft right there, sir. <laughs> like South Park. Mom, bathroom. Bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. 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 <laughs> but yeah, man. I, uh, I, I, I really... <laughs> I really enjoyed this game. Like I really did. Uh, I, I really I do I recommend it. I believe our next game. Uh, let me pull up the November list. I believe it is Wonder Boy. Is it? I haven't WPS looked at the list. I haven't looked at the list in a while. I know you sent me the full month planned out. Yeah, it's a uh, Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap. Okay. And this one should run smoother for you because it's on Steam. Yeah. It'll run a little smoother. So, um, I know. This, this game's, like, been around forever. It started off as a Master System game. Um, like I was telling you, I think, last episode, that uh, one of the cool things is that you can switch the graphics between the new hand-drawn graphics and the old Super uh, uh, Master System graphics, like, on the fly. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's pretty cool. But, yeah, that'll be the, uh, the next game. And uh, I appreciate Tyler and Dave sending in some, some, you know, some kind words about Cuphead letting us pick their brain about it a little bit see what they thought uh they're good guys man tadpog it's uh tyler and dave play old games they are where i got the uh idea for the randomizer for this show um Mm -hmm. because they use a randomizer they are going through every american super nintendo release oh brutal that's pretty big catalog and what's funny is that they've already covered like a few years ago the top 100 super nintendo games so now they're playing all the games that aren't in the top 100 so wow They've got some like they've they've hit some real stinkers that oh I bet basically you, you when you, when you're listening to Tadpog to me like you stay for Tyler and Dave you know what I mean like those guys are entertaining as fuck yeah it's not necessarily the game that they're playing is that they yeah. are super entertaining and I challenge anyone to pay a dollar to their Patreon listen to the Jasmine story episode and not throw up I. Like I will, I would almost bet that I will reimburse you your dollar if you do not gag at least once during that fucking story. I'm not uh, gonna. I'm is not it gonna is it like the uh, the tale of Scrody McBoogerballs? In a way, in a way, yeah. it is it is rough, it, it, but it's a true story. That's that's what. The, oh, that's what, we'll I talk am, about it off air. I don't okay. want to spoil their Patreon okay. things. We'll talk about it off air, but okay, like it's it's fucking rough. Bro. Now I'm intrigued. I may have to pull up a dollar, <laughs> like. <laughs> It is it is a rough story, um, but yeah, uh, Cuphead, fantastic. I recommend it. If I can't, I can't wait it. to play it. I can't wait to play it. Um, and as as far as I can think, that's about gonna do it. Um, if you would like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast, or you can find us over on Twitter on at Steam underscore Podcast. I had to think about it there for a second. Yeah, you um, were you were gonna fuck that one up. <laughs> I was. I was ready. It was like primed and ready to be a fuck up. It was. Uh, or you could hop over to YouTube and uh, search the Steam Machine podcast. I will be uploading the next batch of the last few episodes either yeah. tonight or tomorrow on there. So there will be um, some new content to listen to. Um, we also got the Discord server. You guys can 
hop in on there and yes. join us and we're, we're we're in there all the time streaming on the on one of the general voice channels and we're 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 in there we're active like yeah i will uh, i will post a link to that in the show notes or maybe the uh the, the facebook page i'll put it out there again on twitter and stuff you know we'll, we'll figure it out yeah but we want to start getting some more people in there join the conversations we've got uh fenris and jack of ziggy moons in there right now yeah yeah and once and we once we get a couple more people and a little more active maybe we'll start like a game night once a week and just have fun with it that's what we yeah, want to we'll do figure, we'll figure something out yeah but uh i believe that's going to be it for this week's edition of the steam machine podcast next week wonder boy and the dragon's trap he's ryan i'm dalton and as always guys take it easy